This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. It's a Wednesday. The Uh-oh. season is here. That means it's time. I'll clear my throat. <coughs> you right? I'm rusty. Yeah, you are. It's, it's, week, it's week one for us, too, you know? It's week one for us, too. Before we get into our top ten, though, we got to tell you the teams that just didn't quite make the cut. Or I, this, as we more technically term it, the JDQMTC. Is the JDQMTC more fun than doing the actual top ten? It's harder sometimes than doing the actual top ten, trying to narrow down the teams that just didn't quite There's make the cut. There's just a special cut. place in my heart for the JDQMTC. Not for the teams that are in it, just for that acronym that you came up with. So my five teams in my JDQMTC are as follows. Are we going from 11 to 15 Led or 15 right to 11? Right on the bubble to the 15th team. Okay. I got the Chargers right at 11. Like it. Got the Cowboys yep. at like number it. 12. I got the Seahawks Ooh. at number 13. Okay. Got Detroit at number 14. And at number 15, I got the Minnesota Vikings. Big drop-off, though, from a team that was 13-4 and four last year. Huge. Did lose some pieces. Pat Pete on defense. Dalvin Cook on offense. But all the way down to 15. Has Hawk drafted Jordan Addison? Still has Justin Jefferson. Still has JJ. Yeah. Okay. So for me, you're gonna see some familiar teams at 11. I got the LA Chargers. At 12, I got the Dallas Cowboys. And at 13, this is where I thought you were gonna put them, but I got the Sealers here at 13. Oh, wow, ye of little yeah. faith. Not well, here's what happens. At the end of last year, I put them in my top 10, and what you happened? didn't even put them in your well, JDQMTC. They've gotten better in the offseason. They have. They've fallen off. They have. They've, you're right. You're I'm not. Hey, they're in my JDQMTC. You're a hater. I'm just saying okay. you're a hater. Okay. Jacob okay. only does 13 teams, too. Remember that. So I'll switch it up maybe this year no, if, no, if, no, I, no. if I like enough teams. All right. Number 10 for All me. All right, for you. In the initial 2023 power ranking of the Steelers standard, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Everybody's high on the Jags this year. Yeah, so am I. They're going to win the AFC South. Uh, we make our predictions officially on Friday's portion of the show. They're going to be my AFC South winner. Spoiler alert. I saw Peter King even say that they're going to go 13 The number one with... seed in the AFC. I get it, because they play the South. Mm-hmm. They play rarely weak opponents. Mm-hmm. Like, the Titans were the one seed a couple years ago because they played the mm-hmm. AFC South. The weird thing is is that they won the South last year, so they have to play the, first the Chiefs, schedule. the Bills, and the Bengals. I'm pretty sure all of those games are at home, though, wow. in Jacksonville. Wow. So, they got lucky. Oh, two at home, one in London. Bills and Jags are in London. Oh, okay. So they don't have to go to any one of those stadiums. No, they don't. And they get to play the AFC South. So, And they uh, play more London games than Buffalo does. Dark horse contender for the number one seed for sure, even though I don't put them in that category of the upper echelon of the AFC just yet. I think, you know, we all all looking at Kenny Pickett ready to take that step up this year. Mm-hmm. But Trevor Lawrence is going to take that even oh, yeah. step. Like, we're looking for Kenny to take the Lawrence step last year. Mm-hmm. Now Lawrence is going to take the Burrow step maybe mm-hmm. this year, the, right. the step into that category. There's so much to like about the Jags. And I think, you know, that team was just on the precipice of winning. They have collected so much talent ever since the Blake Bortles and the Jalen Ramsey right. era was over in Jacksonville. They've been picking in the top five year after year after year. Finally bring the coach in and Doug Peterson that can run this team the way it needs to. Translates to a 9-8 and eight record last year in a playoff spot. I think they win more than nine games this year and firmly are in that playoff picture. Yeah, I, I like that, Tom. Uh, I think that uh, Jacksonville is a team that I have a little bit higher. And, yeah, with the easy comp or easy division, 
you can expect them to win a lot of games. And it, it again, you know, the way we talked about San Francisco and Pittsburgh, it all it always comes back to the quarterback. And I think there's a lot of expectations for Trevor Lawrence. Funny how things work out when after his rookie season, everyone was ready to not maybe give up entirely, but say, oh, he's kind of on the verge of being a, like a really good yeah, right. he was supposed to. Right. He looked like the Andrew Luck he was supposed to last year, mm-hmm. for sure. He was so, playing under Urban Meyer. Exactly. Who is now already back in the broadcast booth yes. and on boats mm. with friends doing Painfully. inappropriate things while he's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> while he's doing TV hits. All right, so for me, my number 10 team, uh, I have another Florida team here, but I got the Miami Dolphins at number okay. 10. Like them a lot. The Jalen Ramsey injury, obviously detrimental. That was their, you know, after going out and signing Tyree Kill the year before and Tyron Armstead uh, bringing also. Bringing in Bradley Chubb. Bringing in Bradley Chubb. Um, all of which were results of the uh, Trey Lance trade. Yep. Uh, they went out and did another big free agency move by shoring up that they're they're still buying into to this era, to the Tua era. So I guess why I have them still in my top 10 is because of that guy, Tua. But I guess another reason, you know, you could play both sides. I have them in my top 10 because I like the prospect of Tua, but maybe I'm not putting them too much higher just because you, there's so much uncertainty with that guy, quarterback. We'll get to the Dolphins in a little bit for okay, me. My number fair. nine team, mm-hmm. since I'm not a hater, this is where I have the Okay, I like it. I like it. Let's, let's spend the rest... The next 20 minutes talking about the scene. There's now, no, there's no, reason, no reason to talk about the other eight in front of the them. The Steelers had a preseason that makes me want to put them at number five. Makes me want to <laughs> jump them all the way up to the upper echelon of like the it's, it's, NFL. It's, 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 it's uh, Philly, San Fran, Kansas City, and then Pittsburgh, essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. what I want to do. But right. I'm, I'm a realist. I pump the brakes. I understand it's just the preseason. We're playing some backups. Let's not get too out of control here. But... You know, and this is this is a take that's going to have people like you know the Mark Maddens of the world just roll their eyes and say, "Oh, here we go again with this BS." But there are just teams that know how to win, and I look at the Steelers; they've improved in almost every aspect of the roster. Everybody expects Kenny Pickett to take that next big leap this year, mm-hmm. and they're just a team that even when they kind of were sputtering and spinning their tires the past couple of seasons, clawed to nine wins, clawed to ten wins. Like they just have it in their DNA. The schedule's very favorable for them this year. I think it all sets up for the Steelers being that team that was forgotten about in the offseason, reminded of in the preseason when you saw, you know, Kenny look the way he did, and now people are starting to say, yeah, they could sneak in one of those wild card spots in the AFC. And I have them firmly in the top 10 at number nine to start the season. I like it, Tom. I, and again, you know, the preseason gives you a lot of hope. Uh, but this is a team, Pittsburgh, that was outside of our top 10 all of last year. Um, they were in my JDQ MTC to start this year. They're in, they're not just in, they're, they got a team behind them in, in the top 10 for you. So I like it a lot. It's just, you know, we got to hope that they kind of stay in that top 10. You know, you don't want to have as good of a preseason as this Pittsburgh Steelers had and then have such a dr- dramatic drop off from what you saw in the preseason versus regular season. Uh, number nine, it's another team that was got a lot of hype toward the end of the end of last season, had a lot of hype going into this season. I got the Detroit Lions at my number nine. Uh, this is a team that should have made the playoffs last year, except for was it that Seattle snuck in there? They did, and then the Lions. And then the Lions had nothing to play right. for 
went into Green Bay on Sunday Night Football and still beat Aaron Rodgers in his last game wearing a Packers uniform. Yeah, they were all Detroit Seahawks that night. They were helping out the Seattle Seahawks that night. Right, because the Packers had to win to get, to get in. in. And if they lost, the Seahawks got in. The mm-hmm. Lions were just left out. Lions the were just playing for nothing and somehow, not and just playing somehow. playing for not Green Bay. Right, right, of course. Was, you don't want But they could have rested their starters, you know, rested Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> Dan Campbell resting his starters. Exactly. And he could take out a division rival. Uh, but anyway, so you, I, I just think this team has so much going for it. it and it starts, I think, with Dan Campbell, the head coach. Next I mean, to the – or. The Steelers have the most momentum heading into this season, I think, next to the Lions. I think the Lions are the only team that everybody looks at as. See, I might disagree with you just because of the preseason. That the Steelers had. The Steelers had. The Lions lost the game. I mean, not just one three zero. And well, I don't no, think no, golf no, even played. I, I get that, but like, not even like their 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 first teamers did not look the same as as Pittsburgh's as Pittsburgh did. did. Not, I mean, not to say that a, a preseason loss means the world, but they're they're. There was no team out there who got as much praise as Pittsburgh did after this preseason. That's true. And so I think for that reason, you have to kind of give going into the season just a little more praise. But again, I mean, you, they still have such a great young core. Aiden Hutchinson could be a, a future defensive player of, the, of this league. I mean, they just have so much young talent. And and we were talking about Kenny Pickett versus Jimmy G versus Brock Purdy. You know, look at what the Rams, or I'm sorry, look at what the Lions are doing with Jared Goff of all people. Who was a former what? Was he the number one or number, number one two? Overall pick. Number one overall pick. Uh, went to a Super Bowl with the Rams, and then in his first year after being traded, that that same franchise who traded him away won a Super Bowl with another quarterback. Everyone's probably thinking, "Oh, Jared Goff is is nothing." You know, he was a bust of a pick in L.A. Won't ever make it, and now here he is. He had the best year of his career in Detroit, and now here they are again. You know, they added Jameer Gibbs. Uh, the the running back out of Alabama, who a lot of people are saying could be similar to Christian McCaffrey, kind of an everyman, if you will. I just think there's a lot to look forward to for this Detroit team, and I and I think you know you mentioned that Minnesota was at the tail end of your JDQMTC. I think it's a lock for the Lions to win the NFC North this year. Mm, I won't no? go that far, no. But I will say, are that... the Lions in your top fifteen? No, they yeah they were right in front of Minnesota. Okay, okay, they were my highest rated NFC North team. Okay. I mean, I just think with with Minnesota kind of just not having any faith in them and Detroit having all this hype, I I I'd I'd be pretty confident to stamp it right now and say Detroit could win that. And Green Bay and Chicago are wild cards for sure. Um, yeah, you never know, know what you're those get guys. From fields not know what you're going to get from Love. Uh, with the Lions, though, amazing starter for them against the Chiefs tomorrow um, on Thursday right. night football. I mean, a huge test. Last for them. time Goff played Mahomes was in the Super Bowl. Nope. Oh, was in that Monday night game? Yep. That crazy Monday night to game? 54-51. Yeah. The Rams beat the, the Chiefs. So, Goff, 1-0 in his career against Mahomes. Um, and also, one for one on putting up all-time classics against Yeah, Patrick I mean, that, that game is one was one of the most entertaining football games we've ever seen. Number eight for me, this is where I have those South Beach boys. Okay, the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay, that's fair. I put them here at number eight, even though I think – and this will be revealed come Friday's episode. I think I'm going to leave them out of the playoff picture. I have them at number eight right now, though, because Tua's healthy. My whole bet on the Dolphins is that Tua doesn't stay healthy for mm. the entire of the season. And I know they got Mike White, so they have improved on their backup spot. Right, but it's not. But that's only good huge, if he's right. missing one or two games. I think Tua misses four or five games, a good chunk, and I think that ends up being the Dolphins' ultimate undoing. Wasn't their undoing last year as far as making the playoffs was concerned? 
But you saw how close that game was against Buffalo. Right. And Buffalo, if two was out there, they maybe win that playoff game. So it did end up hurting them in that aspect. Uh, Skylar Thompson has to start your playoff game for you. That ain't good. No. Um, so I think that's kind of going to be the issue with the Dolphins again. Um, right now, everybody healthy. I think they're a top 10 team. But I think injuries just creep into their picture too much this year. Yeah, that's kind of why I put them at the border of my top 10. I think, you know, you got to respect them. If Tua does stay healthy, they're worthy of being a top 10 team. But there's just so much you don't know about whether he can stay healthy or not that you don't want to be over overly eager. With. There's only like a handful of teams. And I think I actually have this stat somewhere written down that I can look it up. But there's only like a handful of teams that have not had losing records over the past four seasons. In the, the Dolphins NFL. are one of them. Yeah. Like Steelers are in there, Niners well, that's are in kinda, there. I mean, that, over the last four or five years, that that might be a little surprising. Because don't you remember the year that the Dolphins traded Minka to the Steelers? People were saying they were the, they were the worst, worst team, team ever, in football. But they were not rallied. only the worst team in football that year, but historically going to be one of the worst teams ever. I think that was their last losing season. Really? Yeah. Twenty. So twenty twenty, and then they just rallied. Um, only four NFL franchises have a winning record in each of the past four seasons. Chiefs, Bills, Steelers, and the Dolphins. Wasn't, tw- I guess, did they, oh, you know what? Because they finished on fire at the end right. of the season. And right, they went 9-8. And, and that's kind of what added fuel to the fire, if you will, for the Brian Flores stuff, Because right? he went 9-8 yeah. and, and got fired. Mm-hmm. That's what people I forgot, about. yeah. Because they, so they, they were off to like a, what, a 1-7 yeah, starter or something like that. But they've been like yeah. really low-key consistent mm-hmm. in the that's past crazy. almost half decade now. Yeah. There, but there are another team that's looking to get, you know, not just a playoff appearance, but that playoff that win. win, a deep playoff run. And they and they could do it with two-way quarterback if he's there. All right, number eight? Uh, number eight for me, this is where I have uh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Ah, uh, number eight. seven for me mm. is where I have the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. I think this, again, you know, I have them at eight. Could have put them a little higher if I just had a little more faith in Lamar Jackson's health. So same kind of way that I have the Dolphins, you have the mm-hmm. same reservations about the Well, Ravens. I have the same reservations about both, but I respect Baltimore a little bit more overall than I do Me too. That's Miami. why I have them at 7 and Dolphins at 8. And that's why I have Baltimore at 8 and Miami at 10. The Ravens, I keep spoiling our division picks. I think I'm going to pick them to win the North. You know I see a lot of people picking the Ravens to finish last? I do. Kyle Brandt picked them to win. Matt Williamson picked them to lose. Finish last. Like finish fourth. They might be the most volatile team in yeah. the NFL as far as range of predictions mm-hmm. go. I don't know. I think he's going to stay healthy, though. And I think I this new offense it. that they've got from Todd Munkin coming right. in, I don't know. Something about it just seems like the Ravens are going to win 13 games this year. Something about it, though, you know, you make a move to go out and get Odell, who hasn't played in over a year. You go out and you draft Zay Flowers, who a lot of people are praising. You know, before the Steelers started winning preseason games, a lot of people were praising Baltimore uh, and Zay Flowers for looking phenomenal. You know, NFL scouts, you know, people who were paying attention were able to say, yes, Zay Flowers is the real deal. But again, the history of the Baltimore Ravens and and their track record of drafting receivers. I mean, Rashad Bateman's already on his last legs in Baltimore, and he's only been on the team for, what, three years now? I just don't know if I'll, I'll believe it until I see it. J.K. Dobbins always dealing with injuries. I mean, we know how 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 effective Gus Edwards can be against the Steelers, but as a number one for the entire season, I don't know if you can rely on him. And Gus Edwards was hurt for a lot last year, so he's not even reliable to be your starter for the entire year if J.K. Dobbins isn't ready to go. And then it all comes down to Lamar. 
and See, I just I just don't know. You just listed all those injury problems they've had. Like, doesn't it have to break the other way one of these years? Yeah, for them, you know what? They That's stay a great, healthy. I was actually just going to say, when Christian McCaffrey is a rookie, right? Broke. He, I mean, he had a great rookie season, but then what? The next two years, he played over the course of those those two seasons. What like? three games or something like that, a combined five games or ten games over two seasons. But then what did he do last year? He plays all over every game. Right. He, Carolina exactly. and San Francisco. So, so. you gotta you gotta assume not every year a guy who gets hurt right. is gonna get hurt every Lamar's year. Lamar's been hurt twice and also, you know, you got the bag. I bet right. you he uses that as a little extra motivate. Maybe, you know, the knee injury that would have sidelined him before mm-hmm. the big contract won't sideline him this year mm-hmm. with the big yeah, contract. Yeah, it's possible. Your number seven team? Uh, so number seven was uh, Ravens for me. Ravens number seven for me. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I don't remember who you had in your JDQ to see, but this is where I have the New York Jets. My number sixteen. Oh, okay. Is the New York? I Jets. I got nervous because I didn't hear. I thought I didn't hear them in your JDQ MTC, so I thought we were going on opposite ends there. Whereas I have them in my top seven, and you didn't even have them in your top fifteen. No, no, no. They're number six for me. Right outside the top five. Yeah. Really could be. I, it was either Sauce Gardner or Quentin Williams or somebody was talking about how they could not only be the best defense in football this year, but they have a defense that could rival 85 Bears, early 2000s Ravens, mid 2000s Steelers. Mm-hmm. That's a little much. Mm-hmm. Let's relax on that one. But I do think it's going to be a top five defense in the NFL this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got, you know, Williams and Gardner are the two, I think, best young. That's the best young duo you have on defense in the NFL Mm -hmm. right now. It's because they're both so young and they're both so talented. I mean, Gardner was the best corner in the league last year as a rookie. And Quentin Williams was first team all pro last year. Um, Really probably only make the case right now for Chris Jones and Aaron Donald being better at the defensive tackle position than Quentin. Sorry, Cam. Yeah. But just I think Quentin might have passed you a little bit there. You're still number four in my book. He's spry. Yeah, spry. He's very spry. It's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. But defense is it's great. Just, it's, it's all about Aaron Rodgers. You know, we're talking about, about the and defense he can't a lot here. Be that bad, right? Right. Like, there's just he no wasn't way. that bad in Green Bay. It's just the rest of the team was so they bad. Were, and last year was such a weird year. Like maybe team. last year was just one more do year. Do you think it, it also had to do? He should have moved on a year earlier. Yeah, exactly. The, the situation had just gotten to be so dire that the relationship between the franchise and Rodgers was so. Like fractured at that right, point. Right, exactly. That there was no that way was that they were gonna, going they were going to work things out in one year. I mean, like I just remember that he he got swept by the Lions last year. First of all, that's I won't I won't <laughs> look it up to say this, but I feel confident I'm right. That never, never has happened to him before mm-hmm. since last year. And not the last game, but the game in Detroit that he lost. He threw like two goal line interceptions. Like they were going to score, and he turned. He doesn't throw interceptions. Period let alone in the red zone. He threw two of them against the Lions in that game. He just seemed kind of checked out last year. He looks like he's the happiest guy in the league this year. Right. I haven't seen Rodgers smile like this I mean, in He's a long posting time. on social media all the time saying, I love my teammates, love, love teammates. my guys, love Gary Wilson. Right away you saw him at the Knicks game in the playoffs right. with Sauce Gardner courtside. Mm-hmm. He really ingrained himself into the New York culture right away. I just I have a hard time believing that Rodgers is going to be it's going to regress so much that he doesn't lead this team to the playoffs. Right. No, I, I'm with you there. And I think, again, it has nothing to do with his performance last year, right? And he is getting older, but I can't imagine an old, 
Aaron Rodgers could be so detrimental to this New York Jets team that they're, a, you know, a bottom 10 team in the NFL. And people keep like to, the haters keep like to say, well, throwing Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb again, what's changed? Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson's changed. Right. That's a legit number one again. He hasn't had one since Devontae Adams left for, for Vegas. So I think Rodgers is going to be just okay this year. Your number six team. Uh, so that, the Jets that were number your number six, six team. Yep. So number six for me is a team you already mentioned in your top 10. This is where I have. The Jacksonville Jaguars. That's high. It's high, but I and I think that that just reflects how I feel about Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. And honestly, I'll throw in Calvin Ridley coming back too. Yeah, huge. I mean, granted, he's been away from the game for a year now. You don't know what that does to a guy. But Calvin Ridley, I mean, while Julio Jones was there, was coming up in the Falcons organization. Yeah, and... I think just another element to the passing game beyond Evan Ingram, who was really, mm-hmm. you know, Christian Kirk was good last year, but Ingram really became the, the go-to for Lawrence. Yeah, and now you have both. Now you have Kirk, Ingram, and Ridley. I think it's right. a very under-the-radar receiving core that the Jags have. Sure. Uh, not, you're not going to show up in your top five lists anywhere when you, like, rank your units, but that's some that's a unit that might end up top five overall as a passing offense come the end of the season. For sure. And Lawrence has a lot to do with that, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, if if this is, if it's the same roster all around, but it's that year two for Trevor Lawrence after his rookie year, I don't know if I put them in the top ten. And surely if it's Urban Meyer and, and Doug, not Doug Peterson, <laughs> I don't put them anywhere near They're the top Number 33 ten. probably for right. me, if that's the case. All right. Top five time. Top five, uh, top five, top five, top, top five, five, top five, you're top right. five, top okay. five, top five, top five. Do you five. want to start us off or do you want me uh, to? Of course I'm going to start us off. Okay. My number five team. You'll see them on Sunday at Akershire Stadium. Mm. This is where I have the San Francisco 49ers checking in. Okay. First NFC team, by the way, that I've put in. Really? Wow. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Only going to be one more, too. So eight AFC versus two NFC for your boys. Well, I mean, it goes to show. I mean, that makes sense, right? I I think I kind of did that on purpose, too, just to illustrate. At I least think, out of the what, gate. what did I have? I put Detroit in there. I I easily I could have subbed Detroit's in. Detroit's probably your only other one, right? You probably went seven and three, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Detroit was my only other one. But I'm saying I could have subbed in because they were at the bottom, you know, the Chargers or the Steelers. Yeah, and well, I had, another da- AFC I had team. Dallas sniffing around. Yeah, there so too. did I. But I kind of just hate the Cowboys. Of so course. Funny yeah, I don't trust Dak Prescott. I don't trust all those pick sixes. Uh, but the Niners check in at number five for me to start out the top five. I mean, we if you really want the in-depth analysis on the Niners, listen to our last episode. We did um, great team, maybe the best team of the past four seasons. Biggest question mark at quarterback, though, for the past four seasons as well. Right. And that's really been their undoing, I think, throughout the year, is that they just didn't know what they had at that quarterback spot. I, their undoing last year was Shanahan deciding to put a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick to, to block. <laughs> Don't think Brock Purdy wins that game even if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. It maybe it's closer than it was. But right, it's not a blowout. It's not going to go Purdy's way. I mean, the fact that well, uh, didn't Purdy have to come back into that game did. because the quarterback situation a was healthy so bad? Purdy at a hundred percent. I mean, it would have been hard for anybody to walk into the link in that NFC Championship right. game and win. So, even though you have the nice excuse of well, Purdy plays, maybe we win. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles still would have taken care of business. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about the Niners very shortly here. Uh, for me, at number five, I've got uh, the Buffalo Bills. That's my number four okay. team, the Buffalo Bills. So I think it's appropriate to put the Bills here, even though the because I think the other four teams ahead of them, 
for my rankings, the Chiefs, uh, the Eagles, the Niners, and the and the Bengals. Uh, even though in a, in a kind of a different era, but still relevant, the Niners, you know, still made the Super Bowl. Granted, it's a different team now. They've added more pieces, but it still was was within the Kyle Shanahan era. It's still within the Nick Bosa era. Uh, so enough core members of that team from 2019 are still around. And obviously, the Chiefs have been there or won it last year, were there a few years ago, and won it the year before that when they faced against San Francisco. The Eagles were there last year. The Bengals were there a year ago. So for me, I put the Bills at the bottom of my top five solely because they're the one team that hasn't gotten to that level. You know, they've only made it to one AC championship game in the last, what, four years, right. and they and they lost. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't really close either. And then last year when they went up against the Bengals, right? I believe it was a, it was a fourteen point game, you know, going into the fourth quarter, and it never got better. So they haven't really put themselves in the position to be a team that you can, even though you want them, you 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 think at the beginning of the season they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, they're a team that's worthy of making it there. They never put themselves in a legitimate position to get there. I mean, last year I think going in, I think you had them as your Super Bowl pick, did you not? I think so. Yeah. I mean, especially after that season-opening game on the road against the defending champs, yeah, the Rams them. destroyed them. Von the Miller Rams had Von Miller had like what three sacks in that game. But then the Rams ended up sucking. Right, so. but the Bills were just so impressive. Everyone said, "Well, how could they not be the Super Bowl team this year?" I have them at number four. I'm starting to doubt it already, though, because they still have yet to find the appropriate weaponry around Josh Allen. Right, Stephon Diggs is great. Trent Sherfield and Gabe Davis are their other two wide receivers. They still have Dawson Knox. Their big move was drafting Dalton Kincaid in the first round last year out of Utah, a tight end. You, they're making Josh Allen have to do everything again. Mm-hmm. And I think that ends up with them winning the division. I think that ends up with them probably winning a playoff game, maybe getting to the AFC Championship game again. But I just have to imagine until you get somebody else on that passing attack that's not named Stefan Diggs to help Allen, to help Diggs, mm-hmm. you're going to keep falling short to the teams that are more well-rounded than you. And I'll go to the opposite side of the football. Uh, you know, we said going into last year, Vaughn Miller, it's a six-year deal, so he'll be playing until, what, he's 38 or 39 in Buffalo if he plays out that whole deal. And we said, it's always gonna, it's going to be worth it if you get one ring. But right now, they don't have a ring, and Vaughn Miller's starting on that pup list. It's hurt. So, we we said as long as you get a ring with Von Miller, it should pay off. It should be worth it. But he's not even available to help you. So even if you win a Super Bowl this year and he doesn't do it much for you, was it really worth it? Now it's starting to look like that was a bad move. For yeah, the Bills, just because of the health of right. Von Miller. Always a risk when you trade a lot of capital for a guy who's had their better years behind them. Right. I believe I believe he is thirty four this year. So yeah. So he'd yeah. be thirty nine by the end his, of that deal. His prime has been a long time. I mean, he's still there. impactful, but he he's can not still Denver. help. He's not Denver. No, he's not Denver Von Miller. No. Number three for me, or wait, you need to do your number four. Uh, number my four? number four is the Cincinnati Bengals. You're not ahead of me. Number three for me is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, so I your guess because be the I put the Niners a little bit ahead of you, and you put them at the bottom. Now, of your top five. do you have the Niners in front of the Bengals at three and the Bengals at four because of Burrow and his potential injury, or what's your reason? I think it's just top to bottom. That roster is better in San Francisco. Maybe, but it's close. Right? Like, you remove the quarterbacks. Defensively, San Francisco. You just remove the, the qu- Just hear me out here, right? You remove the quarterbacks. You, 
you put a Brock Purdy in Cincinnati, how well does that team do? Mm. I think Chase is the best receiver of them all. Well, for sure. But is McCaffrey the overall better yeah, option? McCaffrey's the yeah, the best running back of any of them. I think Debo's number two for wide receivers. It's close between him and Higgins, who I would rather I'd have. Probably I'd probably go have Higgins. Debo. Oh. I think I'd rather go Debo. It's a little more dynamic than Yeah, Higgins I get is. that. I get that. Either way, they're, they're maybe that's why I like T. Higgins. He's just more of a a standard receiver that can just play that position number one for you no matter what. Interestingly enough, despite the Niners having the star, the Bengals might have the better offensive line now, just right. based on an overall. Well, they body they work, bring in a Orlando Brown, which has been that's been their project for two straight years now. Mm-hmm. Is make sure Joe Burrow stays upright more. Yeah, Took it's a while. really close. Um, they're. Neck and neck. I mean, on defense, though, it's no question. And a healthy Burrow is what just puts you right over the top. I right. Mean, right. It wasn't, so it wasn't so much more about Burrow maybe not being 100% at the start they of the season? They seem pretty confident he's playing week one. Well, they're doing the thing again, which I don't know if it makes you nervous. They're doing the thing again where they're resting all of their starters. They haven't played anybody, and they open and up they against the Browns. And they play against the Browns. Yeah, like that's a, that's the again same as last year. You know, you're you're going up against whether it's in Cleveland or Cincinnati. I'm not sure. It's in Cleveland. It gives me even more reason to be less optimistic. It's about the it. same thing that happened last year. You didn't play your starters. You got a division foe, and the and first you game played of the them year. in in your home stadium, and you lost that game. So that on top of the injury. That yeah. has me a little bit worried. Yeah, so I, I, have, I have the Niners at three and the Bengals at four. All right, so number two. So this is pretty – I got Philly at number two, and I got, I got Kansas. got the Chiefs at number wow. two. Wow. And I got the Chiefs at number one. Chris Jones is worrisome. Wow. Kelsey's worrisome. Yeah, they get it. moved on from even more wide receivers. I, I get that they moved on from the, the wide receiver a year ago and won the Super Bowl. Uh, Juju, you can't put in that same category. No, but I'm just I'm trying to say yeah, that they they've, they've let people walk away but, even more so again this year. They're going to make the playoffs, and oh, I think the, they'll win the AFC West. They're going to win the AFC West with their eyes closed, I think. But did they take maybe a step back as compared to the Bengals well, and the Eagles and that upper The reason echelon? why they could is because the Eagles, I mean, look at our top tens. You have two NFC teams in your top ten. I think the Eagles and the Bengals are those teams that are, like, the year is this year. Like, it's a perfect mm. track. You have all your players back. Your quarterback's taking that next step. Right. Like. If you're the Eagles, uh, their quarterback the, already took that step. Yeah, there, there are the teams that I look at as okay. You've got next. This is your year, mm-hmm. kind of like the Bills last year. But it, my my thing is, is just with Mahomes healthy. Yeah, you know it's going to be third and forty five, mm-hmm. and they're still going to get, get a fifty yard gain, and he's going to just be like marching down the, the one, field. Like, the Come one on, brother. The one thing that holds me back from believing full heartedly in the Chiefs is you know you you think back to that twenty twenty Super Bowl twenty twenty season Super Bowl against the Bucks. Where it really was one man against twenty two guys, even though he was playing, you know, only with the offense, and and you know they lost, and it wasn't even close. It was a boring Super Bowl because of that. So I could see maybe something like that happening if 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 Chris Jones is really that unhappy, and if Kelsey doesn't. I mean, Kelsey is not going to play Week One, right? I don't. He's not going to play tomorrow night. No, I can't imagine. Just how long would that injury keep him out for? They say his ACL is fine, but we'll see. They they would have told us if it was really bad, but and I think they would have told us if it was really bad at the tune of Chris Jones finding himself a richer man with that new contract because mm-hmm. they don't have Kelsey. You need Chris Jones. Yeah, you need Chris Jones anyway. He's so important, right, to of that course. Defense. 
as far as like a defensive most valuable player is concerned, he might be that because they're just not the same amount of it. There's right. no one. They've gotten rid of every other good right, player right. on the defense. Yeah, I mean, which is weird that you hitched your wagon to this one guy and now it's come due to pay him and you're not going to pay him. Like you, <laughs> I just maybe of, do you think it's just because they're so invested on the offense with Kelsey and, and, and but you got and rid of Hill, you yeah, got right. rid of uh, Honey Badger on the defensive yeah, side right. of the ball, like. But the, uh, does it matter? Like, that's don't you just thing. need number fifteen? Pretty much. But I put the Eagles at number one. That's fair. I, I mean, just, they, I mean, they got it. There's they less got drama it. around them. Right. I mean, they they right. don't have a Chris Jones. I, I know they did lose Javon Hargrave. And you, you got to put. So you put Cincinnati number three. Mm-hmm. I like. I put the Eagles as a whole tier, maybe three tiers above the Bengals in terms of a roster. Because again, we were talking maybe about that's the my ba- Super Bowl though when we do our predictions. On Bengals, 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 Eagles. Eagles. I don't hate it. I think the Eagles are. Teams, people wondering maybe they have a little bit of a hangover last year. I think they rip off another thirteen wins. Oh I think they're going to be hard to imagine. They're going to they be the cream of the NFC right. this year. Yeah. I mean, they're again. There's just so little competition at the top for them to compete against. And I think they have the best quarterback in the NFC. Right. Yeah, it's and, not. It's not and, a real question. It's like they have the roster that the Niners do, except they also have the best quarterback too. Right. So it's just. I mean, right? You put Jalen Hurts on either the Niners or the or the the Eagles, whatever team he's on. I take that team to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Jalen Hurts is the the great. Is the different differential. Yeah. When What's crazy is that it's not just because he's a difference maker like he's so good but it's because also the Niners quarterback situation is so bad, bad. it just looks the gap is yeah it's huge did you miss any of our show today you can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts like the drive in the locker room with Wolf and Starks the Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes our show the Steelers Standard and many more all are available on the Steelers mobile app the iHeartRadio app and wherever you get your podcasts We'll be back on Friday, really diving into uh, breaking down how the Steelers can beat the Niners. And, of course, Fireside Friday will return where we'll make not only our predictions for the week, but we'll make our predictions for the 2023 season as well. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. This is the Steelers Standard.